If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. We're going to bounce back. I have no doubt. I know what we're made of. Just seeing how we've handled the first three weeks. I know nothing's going to change, but I really want to get a win with these guys because we've been working so hard and put ourselves in a position the last two weeks, really, even, you know, even against the Broncos had a chance, too, and just got to finish. It's collectively, it's everybody. It's not one, one side of the ball or anything like that. It's just all of us. We're getting there. I'm not even going to say, you know, it's going to take time, whatever. We're We're right there, and you guys have seen it the last few weeks, and uh, I have no doubt that this hurts for sure. That is Trevor Lawrence last night after the football game in Cincinnati. He was probably the most ticked off about that loss than any of the previous three, although the guy doesn't like to lose, hasn't lost much. You've seen all the silly graphics. He knew he was going to lose more games than high school and college combined. (laughs) Uh, Who knew it was going to be the first four, but he knew it was going to be the case in the NFL. Uh, Same goes for all the Urban Meyer stats, but uh, I think it's a a reminder to everybody. just shows you how good Trevor Lawrence is uh, that he won all those times. So I don't think it's a negative thing that they're throwing those stats up. Of course, it's negative. Jags are 0-4, but um, I think it just says a lot about Trevor Lawrence and how good he is. So uh, maybe those winning days are ahead for the Jacksonville Jaguars. James Robinson, man, he got touches again. He did a good job again. He had a couple of touchdowns, but yet I still leave the game, and I'm like, I don't know if they gave it to him enough. Brent Martino, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, or at Extreme Wings Sports Grill at Roosevelt Boulevard coming out until 6 o'clock. Did they give it to him enough, or did was that just the game flow, Austin? I mean, 18 carries, you can't be mad at that. Um, at the same time, you know, Trevor Lawrence got involved in the run game as well, you know, with the read option, which I wasn't mad at either. So, I mean, in a perfect world, Brent, would I like to see James Robinson get up to 20, 22? Absolutely. But we talk about Trevor Lawrence played his best game last night, and, and, and I agree with that, by the way. He didn't even throw a touchdown. You know, didn't have an interception. Now he ran for one, um, so props to him for that. But he had his best game because, well, they incorporated the running game with James Robinson and himself as well. It's just it's kind of ironic, though, because, you know, I think the game plan going into this game was a good dose of James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, I think Urban Meyer alluded to this, had some kind of shoulder injury um, on the way there and didn't suit up. And in doing that, you saw what this offense was capable of when you keep James Robinson out there the whole time and he finds a rhythm. 18 attempts, 78 yards, 4.3 yards per carry. You can win with that. You can be successful with that. And obviously two touchdowns to boot as well. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, he is really, really good. That's what I come back to. I'm like, and again, everybody's like, Brent, we know he's good. I mean, look at last year. But I don't buy that, man. I've been recovering this stuff for 20 years. Just because you have one good year doesn't mean you're great. I mean, are we starting to wonder that about DJ Chark? I mean, is that a fair curiosity? I know he got hurt now, and so mm-hmm. uh, that's different this year. But he's had two subpar years and one good year. So we have evidence of this in the past in Jacksonville. And so, but, man, I watch him get the ball. I think he does look quicker. I think his body looks better. Uh, I think he's just good. 
He is just a really good football player. What a find. That's a break for the Jags that he is that good of a player and he was undrafted and, and they kind of lucked into him and they made the right call by not cutting him, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And they made the right call by really getting unloading Leonard Fournette mm -hmm. and letting him do his thing. And so now you just got to fuel that baby. Keep filling it up. Keep giving it to him. I thought he was more the focal point, even on the Trevor Lawrence runs, and that helps Trevor Lawrence out. We're going to talk more Trevor Lawrence in a bit. But let's talk more James Robinson a bit because you got to be a big fan of James, and we've got a chance uh, uh, to, for you to be able to see him. And uh, tomorrow, I believe, we're going to bring in Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, he's got all the details. Uh, I've still got jet lag, even though I only went to Ohio. What's up, Buckley? What's up, buddy? That was one heck of a lead-in, man. You, you, you are a professional. <laughs> it's almost like he's been doing this for a while or something, Martin. Unbelievable. I, I teed you up. Did, you, did we just sell some tickets for tomorrow? We did, man. We're expecting a nice crowd tomorrow. Um, we're fired up to have James come out. Um, we're more excited. You know, this is our first public signing in almost two years. So... We're excited to have the fans come back out. Um, we've done a couple over in Tampa. Everything's gone great. Um, so we're just excited to be able to have this opportunity back in Jacks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, James Robinson, I mean, he's quickly becoming a, you know, a fan favorite for the right reasons. I just told you why, Martin. Uh, and this guy's a good dude. He, he's humble. He's grounded. He comes, obviously, from, you know, he's this underdog story. Uh, these guys must be fun to work with for you, right? I mean, just kind of all this newness and never thought – You'd imagine, I mean, you know, you go with Trevor Lawrence. Let's just say you got to work with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has known he's going to be signing autographs someday for the last 10 years of his life. Uh, I'm not sure James Robinson knew that, or maybe he did, um, but it was still unexpected to have the success he's had at the NFL level. How fun is it to work with some of these guys like that? Uh, it's always awesome. It's really cool uh, to work with the young guys when it's an opportunity for them to come out and maybe do their, you know, first or second autograph signing this is james's first one in jacksonville unless he's done something with the team but I, I don't think they've had any um since his rookie year and you know for them you can you, they're excited you know it's cool for them to be able to see you know general fans but even when the little kids come up and you know they're so stoked to meet their hero and they're wearing their jerseys and uh you know they have their football cards and stuff like that it's you can actually see the athletes themselves I think they enjoy it sometimes just as much as the fans, especially when they're new to it. All right, how's this good? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was ask, Martin, how much does James Robinson, like his performance last night? Because the guy played lights out. I mean, two touchdowns, obviously, if you had him in fantasy, you're celebrating. But, like, does last night's performance kind of help boost him a little bit? Yeah, I mean, as these guys, I mean, obviously he had a great rookie year. That's, you know, that boosted up. A guy has follows that up with another big year. That's when we see their prices increase. Their performance on the field directly relates to what their cost off the field is, you know, whether it's in the collectible industry or the card industry or the memorabilia industry. Absolutely. Martin Buckley with us from Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, the details tomorrow, 1 o'clock. How does everybody go over and, and meet James Robinson, get stuff signed? Uh, what's, the, what's the protocol, and are there some protocols uh, in today's day and age, I should ask? Yeah, there's some COVID protocols. We're kind of leaving it up to the athlete's discretion, um, you know, whether or not they want to do photos and things like that. Everybody's kind of, you know, um, we're going to kind of have the line socially distanced and everything, uh, you know, kind of what we're all used to. Um, but if people want to come out, they can go to our website, palmbeachautographs.com. Tickets are available to purchase online there. Or they can just come to the store tomorrow. Um, he'll be there from 1. He's got a lot of stuff to sign. Uh, when people come in, they'll get to look behind the curtain a little bit. But 
There's a bunch of helmets and mini helmets the boys are setting up right now. So he'll be there for a couple few hours signing in the back for us. But uh, he'll be available from, uh, for the public till about 1 till probably about 2, maybe even a little bit after. All right, so that's tomorrow, Palm Beach Autographs Avenues Mall. James Robinson uh, be there at 1 o'clock until maybe a little after 2. Go to palmbeachautographs.com to get more info or just uh, come on by the mall, Avenues Mall, and uh, go visit uh, Palm Beach Autographs. Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs with us. While I've got you, man, let me ask you this. Uh, Tom Brady going back to New England. When you have a story like this and a game like this, and it's just been dominating, right? People have been watching it and looking for it, and now everybody's talking about it all week long. Um, I'm surprised they even did a Thursday night football game and just didn't do like a Brady-Belichick highlight reel uh, in, <laughs> instead. Does, does his product go up? Like, is this a bump in Brady stuff this week in your world? So Brady stuff has had an incredible spike in the last two years. Uh, he signed an exclusive contract with Fanatics, which, you know, huge deal with them. And what's kind of been interesting, and I didn't even realize this until a couple of months ago, but w with Brady being on the Bucks now, they're unable to produce Patriot jerseys. I guess there is some sort of deal in the league where you can't produce a jersey for a current player on a former team. You can sell the existing inventory. So now all of his Patriot stuff has been wiped out. So we've just had like a probably a 25 or 30% increase on all of his Patriots, primarily jerseys. But um, his Buck stuff has been going through the roof. We've talked about this before on the show, just with the industry and the boom. Um, absolutely, Brady's one of those guys that people are now starting to actually, I know it sounds crazy to some, but people are starting to actually invest dollars and diversify in memorabilia. It's always been Jordan and Tiger and some of the vintage guys. But a lot of these current guys now, they're not signing as much as they used to, and Brady has definitely become one of those guys. Interesting. And, Martin, uh, in terms of Bill Belichick uh, memorabilia, <laughs> what, what, what is that like for the market right now? Anything good out there? Uh, or how hard is it to get anything autographed or, you know, any kind of Bill Belichick memorabilia? Yeah, I've got some cutoff hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be great, really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really would, actually. I joke, but seriously, that's a good idea. Um, you know, coaches sell players better. Um, uh, Belichick, we, we were able to get some stuff. He was part of the uh, an event that we do down in West Palm, Florida, and so we, um, we did a signing with him when he was a part of the Honda Classic, and we don't have anything left. Wow. <laughs> so everything, everything that we got signed is all gone. Um, you know, guys like, you know, I think Belichick and Chuck Knoll, um, you know, those, those legendary coaches definitely um, have, you know, Tom Landry, those guys, um, they have tremendous value as well because of their success as head coaches. That's pretty good stuff. Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, we'll be keeping our eye on that game on Sunday. But tomorrow, uh, get on out to the uh, Avenues Mall Palm Beach Autographs or go to palmbeachautographs.com and uh, check out James Robinson, Jaguars. Fantastic running back will be out there from 1 until about 2 o'clock signing autographs. So uh, thanks for checking in, man. Good to hear from you, and good luck tomorrow with the event. Absolutely. Looking forward to the Austin Lane Brett Martin now signing uh, coming up. We're just trying to pinpoint a date and prices. <laughs> well, now that, well, now that we're out of COVID, we can maybe do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. we've been working on that for a while. So I mean, I'm thinking, listen, we're going on about three-year anniversary of the show sometime in January. So maybe right about then. That'd probably be a good time. I love it. <laughs> we'll work on it. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. That's Martin Buckley, Palm Beach Autographs, otherwise known as America's Guest.
That's what I call him. I like that. Yeah. Uh, he's the man. He's awesome. So uh, that's cool, man. James, by the way, I should say this. James Robinson will be there tomorrow. Um, and James Robinson, uh, in not Monday, but coming up in the next couple of weeks and really for a majority of the season, is set to join us on Monday nights on Jags Report Live, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. So uh, he will join us um, on the show as well. Jihad Ward has been uh, joining us the last couple of weeks. He'll, Jihad will be with us on Monday, so we can ask him about that defensive breakdown really in the second half. But then James Robinson will join us for um, much of the remainder of the year. So it'll be great to have uh, J-Rob out there who's having another fantastic year. Hey, uh, he's got to get the ball more, but he was more of the focal point. I think it opened things up for Trevor. I think, again, I'm looking at all these next-gen stats and stuff, and, uh, and I saw a 7-for-7 seven seven on play action. I believe it was for Trevor Lawrence. It opened up the run game for Trevor. It was 36 yards, but it felt bigger than that for Trevor Lawrence because one of them was a touchdown. Heck, we kind of wish two of them were touchdowns. Sure. But uh, overall, Trevor Lawrence yesterday set up to succeed but also looked the most comfortable and obviously played, played pretty clean football, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence looked good. You know, I, I enjoyed the little uh, – the little – I'm not going to say it, but you know he, he had a little something to say when he scored that touchdown to the camera. That yeah. was nice. You know, I'm not I'm not a Ripley or of I'm not a lip reader, but I kind of got a, a vibe of what he was trying to say. No, Trevor Lawrence looked good. You know, and if you want to find silver linings, because sometimes on this show we're in the business of doing that. I think Trevor Lawrence on a big stage, national television. I think people came away from that game thinking, wow. Trevor Lawrence, he had some really good throws. Um, I think he had some great leadership, and, and he looked pretty dang good out there. Yeah, and here's the thing for me, and you probably notice this more than I can, although we're, we're both not quarterback gurus. You just like to sack them back in the day. Uh, no, I, I mean, like not, I mean if you see my numbers, you, you didn't really think I'd like to do that, but <laughs> well, go ahead. You, you like to at least, like, uh, I, I like to get sworn like to at after hey, you no, get no, juked man. out. Hey, I love to pressure them. I love to put, you know, I love to put the clamps down. Now, quarterback sacks, yeah, that's one thing, but the pressures, though, man. I, I want to make you see me coming. But, you know, as far as the pressure, yeah, yeah it's all right. <laughs> so, anyway, from, from my cat, I tweeted this earlier today before I took off from Cincinnati and got back home here. And I said, you can tell, just even the casual observer can watch his first four weeks and see that he's making better decisions. And I go to, uh, there was a play yesterday that I thought was really key, and it happened before they ended up, I think, having their second touchdown drive. But it was first down. might have been their first touchdown drive. It was first and ten right around midfield. And he runs away. He, he rolls to his right, and he has to come back. And I think he didn't spin on this one, but he rolls back to his left because he's being pressured. And he ended up um, throwing it away down the left sideline. And I'm not saying he would have taken that sack two weeks ago. But just that play made it second and 10 instead of first and 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. And they eventually would cash in. And But that's what I'm talking about from a decision standpoint. He didn't force much. Like you said, his only bad decision might have been not pitching it to James Robinson. But there, I don't even remember a ball that was remotely almost picked off. Do you? Uh, no, not that I can say. No, I'm going to – I will say this, though. Probably his best pass of the night, the one to Agnew on the sideline. Oh, that yeah. we're all celebrating? Yeah, he had James Robinson wide open. No. I, I mean, well, he did, but no, it was still a great throw. I mean, I think it was a great decision. But the problem with the, that I had was that if 91, which I think was that's Hubbard, if Hubbard doesn't delay and stutter step, it's probably going to be a giant quarterback sack, and it's going to be a huge hit. 
for whatever reason, Hubbard kind of laid up a little bit. Like, I think he was afraid that he's going to throw the ball sooner and he didn't want to get a rough in the passer, so he kind of held up. If Hubbard's there a split second quicker, it could have been a nasty hit. So, okay. like, in, in terms of your, your mental clock and your mental timing, um, I love the play in retrospect because, hey, it turned out to be a big gain, a big catch by Agnew. It was a fantastic job. But if you get that ball out just a fraction sooner, I wouldn't be mad at you either, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. That's And by the way, he did have like, – you could hear the crowd in, on that play. Mm -hmm. They, like, like almost gasped because they all saw James Robinson wide open on the far sideline. Like, he, there was nobody around him. I think that, but they also gasped because they thought, you know, the, Hubbard was going to absolutely declare get him. Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. too. I mean, I was gasping. I'm like, Trevor, please get rid of it. Please get rid of it. Please get rid of it. And he just did. But it was, it was close, man. And, and I get it. I, I respect Trevor Lawrence because he stands in that pocket. He waits for something to develop. And if he takes a hit, he takes a hit. But in those situations right there, I don't want him to risk it too much because if a guy's coming off your blind side 100 miles per hour, that's where guys can get hurt. Yeah, uh, and by the way, that was a beautiful play. I mean, Agnew really did. I mean, it was a gorgeous throw, but it was also a beautiful catch. I mean, Agnew has been unbelievable for this team, and it's nice to have some of those moments in all of this. I mean, seriously, it's, it's again, not moral victory-esque. It's just like at least they're making some of these plays. And, and the play that Trevor made rolling to his right and the bullet to Chenault, uh, listen, Chenault made a heck of a play on that, right? I mean, he adjusted, made a play, but it's just the look of that play, Austin. Like, the ability to run. I, I really enjoy watching Trevor Lawrence run. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's something just, uh, there's like a beauty to it almost, you know? I mean, he's got such long strides. Uh, but then to zip that thing effortlessly some 50 yards down the field, I, I just think some of this stuff that he's doing just gives you some, like, oh, this kid is the real deal. Like, he, and now he's not making as many mistakes. He's dumping it down. He's he's taking his shots when he's there. He's not forcing it. I mean, if you really look at the maturation from week one to two and then to three to four, the first two games versus these last two games, he's not lighting up your fantasy team, right? He's not throwing it for 380. Burrow ended up having like 348. But it's efficient. It's, it's good. Uh, it's lower risk this week. I think those are all nice steps, and I think he'll develop into the guy that can go off for 380 as well and, and still go three touchdowns at a pick, you know, like a lot of these guys do around the league. No, absolutely. You know, um, we, we know the turnovers are going to happen, but like I, what we talked about, it was, a, it was a pretty clean game last night. Now, you know, I, I think uh, on the narrative side of things, you, you want to see a touchdown pass would have been nice, but I get it. You kind of take what the defense gives you, and James Robinson was having himself a night. You know, I understand that the type of conversation is definitely Trevor Lawrence coming from that game, and we've talked about James Robinson a little bit. But the whole offense went through James Robinson. Like, we, I can't stress this enough of just how important the play of James Robinson helped propel that offense because this is an offense that has been stagnant, um, that has had a lot of questionable calls and all this stuff. And with a good dose of the running game, you saw the potential that offense could be. I wonder what it looks like going forward now, though, because I wonder if I wonder if it gets affected going forward if you bring in Carlos Hyde every once in a while, yeah. if you take James Robinson off the field. Because we saw an offense last night, especially in the first half, that was at full firepower, max capacity, and it looked good. Well, you didn't have Carlos Hyde on the field, you know, taking some of the targets away, taking some of the carries away from James Robinson. I wonder what the plan now is going forward from Urban Meyer and Bell to say, well, hey, we had our best offensive showing in the first half last night. 
do we keep that kind of rhythm and give James Robinson the ball a lot more? And I understand you want to keep him healthy. You want to keep him for, through, uh, you know, through a full 16-game season. But has James Robinson give you reason not to trust him in terms of staying healthy? I get he didn't play last year a little bit, but that was more, I think, the term of the tanking narrative than actually him being hurt. So, like, he's proven to be durable, so give him the, give him the ball and give him the opportunities. Yeah, three things that I think will get overlooked in this game that I want to discuss real quick. Uh, one is the response drive by the Jags, 14-14, to go up 21-14. I thought that was big time, Austin. I mean, again, you, you can ask this team to kind of answer the bell sometimes, and it hasn't happened for a long time. It's why they've lost 19 in a row. I, mean, I just thought that was clutch in the moment. Now, they didn't deliver at the end when it was 21-21. They had a third and four, couldn't get it done. But I thought that part was is going to be undervalued in these conversations, but I thought it was big. The other one that we won't talk about, and you know why? Because they played well, is the offensive line. The offensive line was terrific last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you talk about a hit or two, but I thought they were – Tremendous and continue to run block well and one sack which wasn't really a sack it was like he ran out of bounds two yards behind the line of scrimmage so that was a positive again this offensive line's played pretty well over the first month of the year and maybe the Jags were right about that the other one is Dan Arnold Oh, yeah. Austin, I had, I had no idea that guy was that fast or maybe the Jags tight ends have been so slow that he looked like like a video game out there I mean this guy is quick yeah yeah I mean he's you know, he literally has spent how how long in Jacksonville? He's already your best he had like tight end. Eight hours. I, I don't know <laughs> what that says in terms of how you handled free agency, how you handled this roster. But when a guy can come in off the street, essentially, well, not off the street, come from Carolina, and you throw him in the mix right away, and he's your best tight end, bar none. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> so at least in the immediate, though, it helps your young quarterback in your offense, and especially with DJ Chark now out. And that's the other thing about that first half. They had to adjust on the fly with no DJ, and they still were able to move the ball and take the lead. So a couple of bright things there for the Jags, but most importantly, Trevor Lawrence looks more comfortable. And if we continue to see this growth from Trevor, they are he's going to win them football games as the year goes along. I believe that if he continues to look like this and make this progression. Extreme Wing Sports Grill, that's where we're at. What's happening around the rest of the NFL? Well, we do our picks coming up next here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Yeah, over five seconds. Over five, over five seconds. seconds. Not a quick pass. No, it's going to be a, you know, come in, hug, respect. This game's built on respect, so I, I don't think there will be any... Um, quick handshakes and, and a non-talk like, hey, that's it. No, I think it'll be more. Prop bets on Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? Is that what that was? <laughs> Sounded like it. That was the over-under on, over on how long the uh, pregame hug was going to be between Brady and Belichick. Ah. Interesting. How about, how about Brady and Mac Jones? I was like a three-second answer. Did you see that? I did not see it. I uh, forget exactly what he said. Because I think it was basically, I haven't seen much of him. Well, it was three seconds, Brent. You better know what he said. Yeah. It's like, I haven't seen much of him, really, I think is what is I got this you. thing. Now, wh- I mean, <laughs> is Brady sick? What was that whole thing? Did you see that part? Like, no. where he's acting sick during the press conference? People were saying that he was sick? No, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of like a narrative. Like, he was kind of feeling underneath the weather a little bit. And I want to know if that was, like, some kind of gamesmanship or if he was actually sick. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I think the other thing is gamesmanship. You yeah. know, the Mac Jones stuff? Yeah. Because anybody could say, he could have made something up about Mac Jones. 
And he's basically like, I ain't giving a nod to the guy that's replacing me. Oh, hey, <laughs> you know? we have some updates there. Shout out to Jenna Lane because she's everywhere. Uh, she was reporting that Tom Brady isn't sick. He had issues a couple times losing his voice going back to this summer in camp. The crowd noise at the last game was extra loud, uh, and he was shouting over it, so he lost his voice from that, so he's not sick. He just lost his voice from shouting. Ah, very good. Thank you, Jenna Lane. Everywhere. All right, she's on the TV right here, actually, See, Extreme hey, Wing Sports Girl. When I say she's everywhere, she's, she's everywhere. everywhere. Yep. Jenna Lane. I say, listen, someday... We're going to be everywhere covering Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're going to look up all these TVs and you're going to see my ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe somebody else. But uh, hey, let's uh, get to our picks. We are at Extreme Wing Sports Grill. Brent Bartno, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. We're on Roosevelt Boulevard, by the way. Four locations Ocean Way, Atlantic Boulevard, and St. John's County as well, right off 210. Come on out. Uh, football weekend ahead. College football. You got the big game Sunday night. Watch it at Extreme Wing Sports Grill near you, uh, especially this one right over here at Roosevelt Boulevard where we are near NAS Jacks. Let's bring in Brandon Ponzel right now from JacksCoastalHomes.com. Hey, uh, Brandon, I just want to let you know I'm not worried about these picks anymore. Instead, I'm locked in on the Thursday night thing that we do. Um, I know we don't invite you. I'm sorry for that, but I'm 4-0 on Thursday nights. Yeah, and, uh, I, Jags, I think of course last <laughs> night too. So I'll take that one and out for the weekend. Yeah, I think I think I have as many wins on Thursday night football, even though we make just one <laughs> bet, mm -hmm. that I do on three weeks of Friday picks, even though we do six of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough go, man. How you doing? How's the real estate world? Everything's good. Got, I uh, had a chance to uh, make it back to Kentucky, uh, where I grew up, and I'm going to the big game against the Gators tomorrow night. So excited oh, about that. Gonna, oh, that's interesting. You know, we almost did that. T Ty's a bit of a Gator fan. Um, not sure how that happened. Um, Pops is not. Mom's not. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyway, he's a Gator fan. And so we almost went to the Cincinnati or took him to the Cincinnati game last night and then stayed for the Kentucky game because it's like an hour from yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, and uh, yeah. a lot of people did that. A lot of people. You could see a lot of Gator fans on the plane going up and obviously a lot of Jags fans. So it was a nice double for um, uh, Florida fans to be able to see the Jags and the Gators for sure. Uh, yeah, so glad to get back home for that. Yeah, it should be a pretty good one, right? Uh, no doubt. Yeah. That, that'll be – it's really the first road game for the, the Gators in the SEC. So we'll see how they handle that. Anthony yeah. Richardson should be back. How do they play that? Richardson looks to be a talented kid, but can they get him on the field um, would be something to watch. All right, Casey, let's go. What's uh, what's the standings? Who's winning? How bad is this pillow fight that we're in? Austin Lane, the winner of the week last week, going five for six, only missed Whoa. on Clemson because he tried to pull the game picker upper. Should have just went it. for the straight. I know. Wow. So Austin Lane to 12 and 12, which is not much to write home about, but here but we hey, are. But hey, you know what? At the end of the day, if you're listening to me, you're not losing money, you're not making money, but you're having fun. You're yeah. experiencing the rush. That is true. You, Me and you are now tied at 12 and 12. Same thing with Casey then. You're experiencing the rush. It's. Uh, can't complain. Can't like complain. Uh, Brent Martineau could complain. He is seven and seventeen, <laughs> and Brandon is eight and sixteen. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to Vegas yet. It's early. It's early. Still early. That it is. And Brandon, by the way, we almost had the uh, Gators game on the picks, but Brent told me hard no. So we'll just move <laughs> past that. You had an opportunity to pick the game you were going to be at, but that? that's okay. Was that seven and a half points the Gators favored by? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, who would you take there, Brandon? Uh, I think I think Kentucky is going to be so hyped for this game that the Gators are going to everything they want. And 
I'm picking Kentucky with the upset. Wow. Really? De a degenerate wow. special coming from Brandon. I like it. <laughs> hey, hey, I wouldn't believe him. Did you see his record? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I just we, we kid with Brandon because he won the picks going away last yeah, it, year. It so wasn't might, close. He, he'll probably get hot somewhere yeah. along the way. That's an interesting one, though. So. It's hard, hard for me to take Kentucky uh, over Florida if you look at the history of this thing. Uh, but I do think it'll be pretty close for a bit. I think Florida's pretty good, though. They're really running the football well, and, and Mullen's got them cooking in-game. All right, what, what do you got, Casey? Brian, why don't you start us then? Uh, Cincinnati is pretty. Cincinnati Notre Dame is the one of the bigger games of the weekend. Cincinnati is favored. They are giving two points on the road. Notre Dame will get two at home. What's the oh deal, Brian? Oh my gosh! I mean, can you imagine a world where Cincinnati's favored over Notre Dame? Man, in South Bend. In this climate, unbelievable. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, what is, what does Vegas know, Brent? Vegas knows something. Yeah, Vegas knows that Notre Dame's coming off a fluky fourth quarter, right, to beat Wisconsin as much as they did. I'm taking Notre Dame. I'm taking Notre Dame at home as a dog. I got to do it. Going to me? Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah, taking, uh, yeah I'm, taking, I'm taking the Fighting Irish as well. How dare you make them underdogs at home against Cincinnati? I've seen Cincinnati play a couple of times. I'm not sold on them. I think all the hype goes away after this game. I got the Fighting Irish. Brandon Ponzo from JacksCoastalHomes.com. What you got? I see a bit of a letdown for Notre Dame after that big game in Chicago. Question marks at quarterback. Give me Cincinnati. And that's, that's, that's the smart play. You do what you got to do. Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati to straight up win the football game at wow. Notre Dame. Austin Lane, we'll go to you. Auburn plus three on the road at night in Death Valley against LSU. LSU, obviously, minus three. Yeah, so I think Ed Orgeron obviously challenged his team. Do you guys want to be some part of something special, or do you just not care and we want to lose the SEC? I think he challenged his team last week. You saw that. They played better. I got LSU. Auburn's way too much of a mess right now at the quarterback position. They might actually be starting this transfer, who is from LSU, by the way. So I'm taking the Tigers big. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, they almost lost to uh, Georgia. Which one was that? State last week, I mm -hmm. think. Uh, and then they came back in the fourth quarter. And what happens when Eddie O says, go Tigers this week? Go Tigers. I mean, for both. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Auburn, man, getting some points. LSU stinks. Auburn probably does too, but I'm going Auburn. What do you What do you say, Brandon? I mean, Death Valley at night, LSU. Come on. Casey. Yeah, I mean, I struggle with that one as well because Death Valley at night, but I really don't think LSU is any good, but crap. Give me LSU. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the situation. Go ahead. So much confidence, Casey. Gonna, I think we get one crap from uh, from Casey every every time we pick. Oh, There's man. at least one thrown in there, and there it was. By the way, that's called a game picker-upper. Trademark that for me. I got Auburn. Go ahead. Brandon, we're going to start with you in the National Football League, and that would be the Indianapolis Colts on the road in Miami. The Colts are getting two. Miami minus two. What's the situation? Yeah, I think Indy is one of the better 0-3 teams I've ever seen. Uh, tough schedule so far, so... I'll take the Colts to finally get on, uh, get a win. Yeah, I have the same thing as Brandon does. They've had a, a first, you know, the first three games were pretty rough for them. I think Miami is beatable. Uh, Tua's out, obviously, and I can't foresee a Colts team going 0-4 with as much talent as they have in their roster. Give me the Colts with plus two. Yeah, Colts have problems, though. I mean, Quentin Nelson's not going to play. Their offensive line already isn't as good. They, I, they just... Uh 
just okay, but so is Miami. I feel you. I think uh, I think I have the Colts as well. I think they end up winning this football game outright. Uh, Casey? Give me the fans. Yeah. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Pick uh, up that game. Hey, what am I supposed to do? Well, here's the thing. It's good that you take Miami because you're the one that has to talk to South Beach Gary every time you call. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Sometimes you do what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Brent, we'll go to you. Uh, the Cardinals, a team that beat the Jags, they are getting four points on the road against the Rams. Tough matchup. What's the situation? You know, I feel like you could make the case, right, that Arizona was looking at this one a couple weeks ago, even when it came to Jacksonville. The Rams just come off that Bucks game. I feel like those the points are going to be the difference here. I think the Rams will win, but four points is too many. I'll take the Cardinals. Brandon, what do you, what do you think? Like I said on air last week, Rams are the best team in the NFL. There's a little margin for error in that NFC West, so they're going to come out and put it on the Cardinals. Give me the Rams. Yeah, I, I have the Rams as well. I think that you take the hottest team right now. Um, they haven't given me a reason not to pick them with, you know, with, with a minus four. I'm taking the Rams as well, with all due respect to Kyler Murray. If nothing else, something starts to look funny when Brent Martineau is the only one that picked the team. So give me the Rams. <laughs> game picker upper for Brent. Another game picker upper, baby. Here I come or there I go. <laughs> Austin Lane, Seattle will travel to San Francisco. They will get three points when they do it. Uh, I should mention DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, both questionable. Yeah. Oof. Did not practice at all this week, either of them. Today's a big day but I don't really care about that. I need you to make a pick right now. See, with Tyler Lockett, though, he did go back in the game when he got – I probably shouldn't be telling this because then people might use my that information against my picks. But I'm taking Seattle. Uh, I think this is a classic game that Seattle wins. Um, San Fran's good, but are they great? I got Seattle. That's interesting because I kind of feel like Seattle's going to be – Oh, uh, you know how I said it's going to be a great division? Now I'm starting to feel Seattle's going to be disappointing. Lose to the Titans the way they did. They lose to Minnesota after having a lead. They got some guys banged up. I think this game means a lot to San Francisco. I'm going to pick San Francisco winning and Seattle going a 1-3. and three. And I think the Rams await Seattle after that mm. on Thursday night football. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, I think I think the Seahawks roster is not very good. Take, take a Russell Wilson off of it. It might be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, so give me the Niners. Ah, crap. How you feeling, Casey? Not good. What, what you got, man? NFL's tough, isn't it, Casey? The, the, the NFL is tough. Um, uh, Seattle. Oh, I thought I had a game picker Only upper. because Austin looked way too happy for me to pick San Francisco. I thought we're sure you're going San Fran. Give me that game picker I upper. think, unfortunately, I, I just made a pick that I think we're going to lose together. Anyway, not important. <laughs> the last game of the week has been... Potentially the biggest regular season game some have said ever. That would be Tampa Bay traveling to New England. For some reason, Brandon, the spread is only seven, and obviously Tampa is favored. Hey, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the uh, kind of Vegas knows something that we don't know. So I've got Belichick and Matt keeping it within the seven. So I'll take the seven points in the Patriots. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, because you think you get three already. That's really like a ten-point line i think i just gotta go with the bucks here they're just so much better forget about the whole storyline they're just a lot better the patriots are not that good so austin lane i got the bucks so in honor of the late eddie guerrero it's bill belichick it's one of the biggest games of his life he will lie cheat and steal to do what he has to do <laughs> to get the job done i got new england um covering with the points all right game picker upper potential if 
Casey takes the Bucks. Casey. Taking the Bucks. All right. You do what you got to do. Come you on. Gotta, yeah, you got to do it. So, all right, there it is. Uh, Brandon Potts, I hope you have an awesome weekend, man. Let's hope you and I do a little bit better here this weekend in the picks. Yes, absolutely. Have a good one, fellas. You too. That's Brandon Ponsel, jackscoastalhomes.com. Uh, joins us for our picks every Friday at 4.30. Uh, good to get him in. Austin Lane leads the way. Casey right there. And Brandon and I, are, yeah, not oh. so good. Casey and I are actually tied, but I appreciate it, Brent. Oh, well, you had the big week. so you I did. I, I, I am leaning the way you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and when you're right, you're right, Brent. I mean, you're one and two in fantasy. I know that. Hey, a lot of games left, though, right? A lot I of injuries can happen. Just... Just giving everybody an update. Okay. Also, tough it. tough for you last night, Austin. What's that? The yeah, over? Shark? No, the over. We're oh, talking yeah, about Thursday. The over, yeah. The over, yeah. yeah I tough. mean, I don't know. Do you, do you want to pitch the ball to James Robinson to get a touchdown? Help me out. Do you want yeah. to go for a touchdown at the end, Cincinnati? Is Help that over? What was that, 46 and end up with 45, 45, huh? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas is so smart. Vegas is so smart. Isn't that crazy how, how on they usually are? It's, it's insane. It, it, it is unreal. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll be back. Extreme Wings, Sports Grill, Roosevelt Boulevard here until 6 o'clock. Then we got all our Friday night coverage coming up, both on ESPN 690 and on TV, CBS 47 and Fox 30. More Jags talk after this on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back here to Extreme Wing Sports Grill. Brent Martineau along with Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Friday. Get to talk a lot of Jags because of Thursday night football, and then Jags now have to wait all the way until Sunday, of course, uh, to play again. They'll host the Titans. The Titans are interesting uh, because, well, they're without potentially a couple guys. It, it looks like both A.J. Brown and uh, Julio Jones aren't going to play Austin yeah. Sunday against the Jets. Now, might not need them, but be careful in your survival pools, right? No, definitely <laughs> be careful. I mean, it, it stinks when you lose, you know, your two top wide receivers if they only had a running game to rely on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. we're going to talk more about this next week, but it's going to be interesting now. Everybody's attacking the Jaguars with the passing game. Will that get Tennessee out of what they want to do with their running game? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Next Sunday, because the way to beat the Jags right now is to throw it. Correct. And, and, and Tannehill can, and if those guys are healthy, they certainly are capable. But does that mean not as much Derrick Henry? And could that actually hurt Tennessee to not use as much Derrick Henry? We'll talk about that next week. We've got a week to prep that game uh, for the Titans and the Jags in Jacksonville next Sunday. Hey, I want to remind you also about uh, the relevant app. you got to download it. People are downloading it. It's really cool to go back and forth. I think there's a bunch of different reasons to go to the relevant app, R-E-L-E-V-N-T. Download the relevant app. You can easily listen to ESPN 690 any time of day. Just one click, boom, and it's live radio right there in your pocket. It's beautiful. Simple way to do it. And also, we can interact and and have conversations and debates, uh, poll questions up there. And if you want to do your own podcast thing, you can do it right there on the relevant app. So check it out. Download the relevant app. R-E-L-E-V-N-T. We're going to talk football at 5 coming up. We've got some high school football a little bit later. We're at Extreme Wing Sports Grill. Let's bring in South Beach Gary. I uh, think wants to talk a little baseball. Please don't talk about my Red Sox. Get him, Gary. Austin, talk about my Red Sox. Austin, Brett, did you mention my name, Brett? <laughs> a, a couple of things. Hey, how about those Orioles taking two out of three, Brennan, beating Chris Sale in the process? Does it kind of remind you of Robert Andino back in 2012, late in the year when the... Orioles eliminated your Red Sox? Get them. Yeah. Listen, uh, by the way, the Orioles have played pretty competitively down the stretch, even though they stink still. Uh, so you got to give it to them for continuing to fight through. 
And this is not that surprising to me. The Red Sox are not good. I, I don't know how many times I have to tell people this. And then I look up and say, they do have 89 wins, which isn't bad. Um, like, they're, they're just not good enough. This does not surprise me. They get the Nationals the last three games. And by the way, they're still tied for the wild card spot. Um, but this could be an epic collapse because you swept at home by the Yankees two out of three to the Orioles. And if they lose two out of three here, then they're going to they're going to be done. Mm. Uh, but they still right. do have a chance. I think the more impressive thing actually was the Yankees winning two out of three against what I think is a pretty good Toronto team. And so the Yankees have pretty much clinched a playoff berth and it looks like they'll host uh, that wild card game. But we could have. How wild is this? We could have a couple of wild card games. Uh, yeah. Because we could end up with a three or four way, well, a three way tie, but even a two way tie for the second wild card spot in the AL. Yes, and the other thing, guys, I disagree with you. I, I kicked a field goal because not, the Jags not coming away with any points. When, when you're on the road, you get the points when you can. You go up 17. Psychologically, Cincinnati's looking as bad as they played. They're only down two touchdowns. They couldn't have, you know, the Jags probably couldn't have played any better. Cincinnati couldn't have played any worse, and uh, you, you make it a three-score game, and uh, which goes to show when the Jags went up 21-14, they would have, would have been up 10 had they kicked a field goal. I blame that on Urban Meyer, and uh, I want, Brent, I want you to take off your, your uh, teal and black sunglasses. Yeah, listen. All right, What's the chance the Jags lose the 26 in a row? And have, have a great weekend, guys. Okay, well, then I don't think they lose 26 in a row. I, I mean, but, heck, it's it's now it's in play, but I don't think they do. They have a really tough schedule after their bye week especially, so uh, this was the easier part of their schedule. Maybe it does happen. Uh, Austin, the field goal talk, I, I'm going to say this. First of all, they got a break with Cincinnati missing a field goal. Okay, so maybe you do kick the field goal. You go up 17. I get it. Three scores. That makes sense. They were, li- like, if they... It would almost have been easier, right, if Chenault doesn't almost get in the end zone there. And then yeah. it's a no-brainer to kick the field goal. But I think people are missing this. There would have been a minute left. And since he would have got the ball at, like, the 25 or 30-yard line, I think at the very least they go back and get that field goal back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they get the ball in the second half anyway. So, I mean, I'm not saying that registered to the decision. I just feel, I feel like very few people think the field goal in real time was the way to go. They were pushing the Cincinnati Bengals around offensively. No, for sure. You were controlling the line of scrimmage. You were winning the trenches. Um, I'm not mad at the call once again. And I'm not mad at the play call. It's just you got to make that right read there. And you get a touchdown. It's 21 uh, up. And I think that then you had that game secured. Yeah, to your point, if you're up 17-0, I'm not sure you win the football game. If Correct. you're up 21-0, I do think you win the football game. That's, I mean, going up 21-0 in, in the locker room, Brent, and assuming, you know, the Bengals don't score, they're like, that's devastating to a team. Yeah, like, I think there's, so there, there's not anything that you can call if you're, if, you know, if you're the coach. It's like, hey, guys, we'll get back. Hey, you're down 21 points. But yeah, by the so way, think about what we it. just said. If they were up 17-0, we don't think they win the football game. That's where we're at in Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Sad. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And we got football at 5 coming up. One more hour to go in the week. And uh, we'll talk some high school football later on. But back to the NFL, back to the Jags. Uh, when are they going to get it right? Where's the win? All that's coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.